Bunch, you know what time it is? Time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms podcast. Are you as excited as I am? It doesn't matter because I'm excited enough for the both of us. Well, I got a great episode for you, but before we dive into all that stuff, let's get the clerical stuff. I'm here. I'm still out there trolling for reviews. Hit me with some lovely reviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can just subscribe to me right now if you're listening to the audio version only on our YouTube page. I'll drop a link in the comments if you're having difficulty finding it, and of course in the comments I'll also drop some information so you can skip around the episode if you'd like. Okay, with that bit out of the way, I want to remind you all, we're bringing festivals back. And the first one is this June, and it's Beer Fest. We're going to have hundreds of different beers from all kinds of breweries all over the world that you can try out. It's going to be great. I highly recommend you visit junglegyms.com and get your tickets now before it sells out. And then you start sending me emails saying, hey, Mark, can you get me in? And I'm going to say, hey, in the first week of May, I warned you all, and this would happen. And I'll just send you a link to this in hopes that it drives more clicks to the show. Thanks for your help. Okay, so this week, we've got a bunch of cool stuff coming on, like I said. This month in our Discoveries program is Discover Mexico. And I thought with Cinco de Mayo this week, well, realistically, I realized I didn't know anything about Cinco de Mayo, and I knew very little about Mexican culture, and I thought it would be fun if we dove into that and learned a little bit about it and how to properly celebrate and all that stuff. So I've got two great segments. Later in the show, you'll meet one of the nation's hottest new restaurants. No joke. You keep seeing this guy written up all over the place. His name's Sergio Gutierrez. We're going to check out some of his food. He's going to tell us a little bit about his experiences, and that's going to be awesome. But up first, I want to introduce you to two of my new favorite employees here, Monica and Oswaldo, and they're going to tell you all about Mexico. It's going to be great. All right, here we go. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone. We're still doing this. No. <laughs> well, we're laughing again at the start. This is even better. Yeah. Welcome to the studio today, Monica yeah. and Ozzy. Monica, why don't you kick this off? What do you do here for us at Jungle Gems? Hi, um, I'm, I'm Monica Pedomo. I'm here at the uh, international uh, area. Um, I'm, I go ahead and I'm their international buyer. I go ahead and um, I bring in all sorts of new items, uh, trying to bring in new items, trying to make sure that we're covering all nationality, mm-hmm. all the countries. So reaching out to the customers, seeing what they want, seeing they're like, oh, can you bring this? Oh, it's like, well, let's see if we can, you know, bring it, you know, because they want their, they want that, have that, uh, be, being able to buy the, the supply them with the products that they have from back home. And so they can go home and make their dishes that they, they typically are, are familiar with. So they won't be so um, homesick. So cool. I love that. Yes. And I guess because of that, you probably get to see all over the world, huh? Yes. And yes, being able to, uh, 17 years, being wow. an international yeah. and being able to travel in, in throughout Central America, South America, Asia and everything like that. And picking up, you know, seeing all the different, I mean, because I'm Cuban descent, but I mean, does it, you know, it, in the Caribbean, but yeah. I get excited about all the other countries and what they offer like sure. in, 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 in Brazil, like, you know, the meat being uh, not, you know, meat just cooked <laughs> nine, nine hours like ago. Just got like, this. Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> we have fresh seafood? Well, you can have fresh meat. Oh, this is awesome. You know, yeah. we don't have this, you know. I've met so many people from Brazil since I've started here. And every time they talk about just South America in general, I'm like, 
why haven't I been yet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> mostly yeah. for the food. I'm just gonna bury myself in feijoada. <laughs> well, we have from the I mean, because I'm also on the board of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, mm -hmm. and I didn't know when we had the ambassador of Brazil. I didn't know how many Brazilians were actually here until they came out. I'm like, they came out, and I'm like. Oh my goodness! This is great. You know, it's like every time we have a different ambassador, is like, oh, I didn't know we had. To, it, this is great. You know, oh, that's so cool. They, they they like hide in little pockets, you know, throughout <laughs> Cincinnati and you know, right. Where, you know, well, yeah. like Cincinnati is kind of that town. I think for everybody, a little bit. It's like almost like a little clicky, and it seems like it does play in the international game too. That's so cool. You know, I I say often, I think I have the most fun job in the company, and I do. Um, but I feel like I feel like. The secret slayer is like just, I, you know, I got a sense of adventure about me. I'm also interested to learn. So I feel like you all really secretly also have one of the best gigs in the company. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Monica. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having us. Ozzy, introduce yourself, buddy. What do you do here? We've been we've been pitching this a long time. I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yeah. Uh, my name is Oswaldo Gonzalez. Uh, I am from Mexican Heritage uh, and I work in the international section. I stock things, you know, open boxes, put them on the shelves. I help customers when they have questions about stuff and I like to explain to them and all the different types of foods that we have because they have a lot of questions and all that. Um, and I like to explain to them like different recipes and all that because they look at me and they're like, you're Mexican, right? You're some sort of, <laughs> you look ethnic. Uh, tell me about this recipe that I'm making. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm, I don't mind that much sometimes. And I like to explain to them all the, all the recipes and all that because my mom is a really good cook. Oh yeah. She loves cooking like, all these different Mexican dishes, um, and she tells me all the recipes and all that, and I like sharing that to people that yeah. want to buy it. And you know, so. well, having tasted her pozole, I'm just like, and uh, I promise, <laughs> I will bring her dish. If you're listening to me out there, Mama Gonzalez, <laughs> I <laughs> promise it's it's been cleaned. It's sitting on my kitchen table. I promise. <laughs> She's t every day she comes up to me and she's like, do that chili, man, to bring it back my thing. And please feel free to remind me, I, I feel bad about it every day. Like, there's almost this moment about 10 minutes once I get on the ride here yeah. where I'm on the 75 and I'm just like, I forgot the uh, dish again. Yeah. And it's a nice one too. It's like a glass one. So it's like, I'm just, the whole time I'm like, cool. Yeah. Well, it's not For the that. first time you guys have seen me be an idiot recently. Right? Uh, no, <laughs> never happened. Talk about it. Well, you know, I'm glad you joined. Uh, well, you know, today, obviously we're here doing a little uh, discovering as it were for the discoveries program, because we've got for this month, we're doing uh discover Mexico, obviously with a focus because Cinco de Mayo is coming up here. So I thought I would start with, what is Cinco de Mayo? Because I am pretty sure it's not just an American drinking holiday. No. Uh, okay, so Cinco de Mayo is uh, La Batalla de Puebla, mm -hmm. which is the Battle of Puebla, and how Puebla won against, I'm pretty sure it is, the, it was like the Spanish or the, the French army. It was some European, European, European yeah. <laughs> you know, power or something like that. And a lot of people think it's Mexicans' Independence Day, which is not really, it's sure. not... Um, it's just, you know, it was a very underdog story and which led, you know, eventually led to the Mexican Independence Day. So a lot of people just think it's like, yeah, it's just the, oh, yeah, it's Mexico's Fourth of July. Let me just drink a beer or something like that. Right. I'll, I'll drink a Corona instead of like a Blue Moon or like a <laughs> seltzer or something like that. Um, no White Claw for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, no White Claw for me. I, I'm getting myself. A dos equis. Yeah. Um, Do we have horchata claw? <laughs> <laughs> Blanco claw. A new claw. blend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a very 
you know, prominent, important battle that Puebla won, which is a city in Mexico. And it's just very important to Mexican history and all that. That's so, cool. Yeah. Have you been yeah. to Mexico before? I have not been to Mexico. I'm kind of hoping Jungle sends me on an expedition. One yeah, I, I've, I've got two helmets, so let's go. Yeah, exactly. He made a joke in the first episode. He's like, oh, well, he was talking about South America in this regard, but yeah. he was like, one day I hope, he's like, I hope in a year from now I see you co- floating down the Amazon River in a jungle. <laughs> Just make sure you wear your Jungle Jim's outfit. I was like, done. Yeah, rep the jungle you send me, I'm ready. You know? yeah. Well, uh, Monica, you Puebla. have been there, I've right? I've been there, especially to Puebla. Puebla is amazing. I mean, it, it's, it, it's just in a town that has offers so much more than it's also the it's where the molly originated from okay. it's i when molly here i mean i'm like yeah and molly by the way just the short form it's effectively just what's that directly translate to isn't it like it's not isn't it like just sauce I'm not it, really sure. A lot okay, of people call it chocolate sauce because it does contain chocolate, which is, you know, a main ingredient. It's got almonds and cumin and all these different. And it doesn't taste like chocolate for the. No, absolutely yeah, not. Like, they, no, it used no. dark chocolate just to add that weird. I only mention it because I feel like people get so. When I first moved to Cincinnati mm-hmm. and people are like, there's chocolate in the chili. Do you know what you're doing? You know, like, I don't know why I'm doing a southern <laughs> voice because I came from up north. But, you know, ooh, I don't think a very proper voice would be. Anyway, but I just remember, like, they got chocolate in their chili. That's crazy. And I remember thinking, like, that, for example, yeah. was one of those things that, like, chocolate is really versatile, folks. If you don't know that, if you're not cooking, it can show up in a lot of things, and it's delicious. And adds, like, a, a richness, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm sorry to jump in on that. I just wanted to clear it up for them. That's okay. Yeah, because it's very, I mean, the way they have it in Puebla, it's that they serve it, it's it's, it's so, it's thick, and, and it's dark, and it, it was, and it's so rich. Rich, but rich not to where it's so sweet because of the... The chocolate, yeah. The yeah. Ingre- other ingredients. I have so. never had Puebla mole. I wish I had the way you describe it. makes me you know, yeah. really want to try it. But I've had my mom's mole, which is the only one I like. And my grandma's mole, she shipped from Mexico. Oh, my that? gosh. That's I know. It's weird. I don't know how it came in, but, you know, she made it. I'm not here to answer cool. questions like that. It was like, I'm not I'm not under <laughs> oath. Uh, I'm not under mole oath. No, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. No, I, yeah. I sorry. Incredibly, I was going to ask on that end. Is there anything that you can think of that would make it different on a taste end, like compared to like well, other more traditional ones? I mean, it's just that, like here, I know we cater. I don't know if it's too strong. I mean, it has. Um, there's the well, the oils that um, it's used, but here I, th- I know we cater more to, um, you know, we cater more to the, um, like the, American, the American, Mexican cuisine. Yeah, right. American cuisine. Yeah. Instead of having the authentic and, and where it's really enriched and, and, and los sabores, I mean, the flavors that are just put in each typical uh, Mexican mm-hmm. dish or oh, yeah. any any of the other countries' dishes. I mean, the actual flavors that go into it are so much more that sometimes I think that when the restaurants open here, they're a little hesitant and hold back right. just because like, Oh, but we don't want to, you know, because they want to have, they want to have the business and right. they have the business because, you know, they, they make sure that they're, they're catering to that audience. Absolutely. So, well, it's like, you yeah. know, we're in Fairfield, Ohio, right? I'm sure what we have a decent mix of people, but I'm willing to bet it's still a pro- probably a predominantly white area. And yeah, you could totally scare off a customer. You're like, you know, putting Triple sauce. Yeah. You're like uh pickled. What was it you said before? <laughs> oh yeah. Pickled the pickled pig skin, pork skin. Yeah. A pork skin on a tostada, which I'm like, that sounds amazing, but I know what? no one in my life who would really be like, yes, trying that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a great point. Well, and I was going to ask you about that before I dive into more of like the cultural things, but 
what are some of the things that you all have been bringing in for this, for example, that are, I think the best way I can put this is, you know, because I think that this holiday sort of, at least in the U.S., has become kind of, it's a little more Anglo-centric, right? Like you see a lot of the terrible, uh, what did I say earlier? Cinco de Drinco, which yeah. annoyed me both from like a cultural insensitivity <laughs> angle and the fact that Drinco de Mayo is infinitely makes more sense in the clever department. But um, no, I was thinking things like that. You know, you see things like chips, that's familiar. Beans, that's familiar. So like, what's something that is, that people should be trying instead of like going to the old classics? Like, like you know, I don't need to drink a can of zesty Goya nacho cheese as much as I'd <laughs> like to, but. The, uh, like, for instance, la horchata. We, so we make sure we brought the horchata. Mm -hmm. And the actual, can, like, there's a canister that you can, uh, to make the horchata. Mm -hmm. And the horchata is so, you know, it's so delicious. Because there was a customer, and she's like, she's looking at the discover, and she's like, <laughs> oh, there's no horchata here. Oh, yes, there is. We did bring some horchata in, and along with the little canister. So we were cool. able to bring that in and to make and and the horchata. Yeah, the horchata. I love horchata, and I'm so glad we can finally, you know, we have stuff that to tr make real horchata. Right. Because we have the concentrate, and we have, like, the Kool-Aid mix kind of thing. And then we sure. have we have the, you know, the stuff to make it yourself from scratch with the, the rice and the... Uh, the cinnamon and the milk and all that. Yeah, and I guess just to be clear, can you describe for the audience what horchata is if they have not had this delicious nectar? Well, if you're unfortunate um, <laughs> enough to not try it, uh, <laughs> it's just like a like a uh, a rice milk cinnamon drink, which doesn't sound that well, but it's just kind of it's, it's like crazy. cinnamon toast milk. You right. know what I mean? Which is if you don't like that, I don't know what's your deal. Right, exactly. I'm like, unfriend, <laughs> turn the show off. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. The first time I ever tried it, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I had somebody make it authentically for me yeah. rather than the powder mix. So, I, And I was glad you brought up the powder mix, too, because I was about to do that whole thing of like, um, can I get this stuff? I'm in the club. Can I get the good stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? The concentrate is the one I recommend if you're just going to buy a storefront one because the mix is, like, good if you want to make a lot really quickly. Yeah. But the concentrate is just... It's the way to go if you just want to make it. That's so, like the that's like the good version of the easy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Do you know what you add to the concentrate? Is it just water? Or it's just kind of like hot water and milk. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try that. And now I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about your mom's cooking too. I was like, we got to have her on the show, and we got to. She would not mind I think showing up here. Funny. She'd probably want to be cooks like really good, like a hands. And even distance jungle. away from Chili Man because that's how she knows you. She the first time she saw you, she was like. <laughs> This is the guy you you you, you look up to, the chili yeah. man. I'm like, yes, that is my hero right there. Well, thank you first off for the hero worship. I appreciate no it. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, Mama Gonzalez, if you're listening, first off, your pozole, amazing. Yeah. The dish is coming, and more importantly, I promise I don't have any chili on me at all right now. <laughs> right so. now, let's smell it off. Yeah. Well, so so I wanted to tie into you know talking about some of these things and trying these things. What I find interesting about and I'm assuming this probably spreads to more than just Mexican culture. I feel like there's a really big focus on the relationship between food and family. Am I crazy in saying that? Yeah, so we, ha we have, we you know, uh, to gather around the table and we, I mean, either be at breakfast or uh, almuerzo, or the lunch. I mean, we, our lunches, you know, sometimes we have the, the la siesta. I mean, you come home and you're with your family. You're mm -hmm. with the kid. I mean, the, you know, you're, you, Come home from work on your tradition, your professional, and you come home and you you actually because you know being over there, you know we would leave, being over there on business. I would go and it's like I would you know they're like we're 
we're going home. Right. And then she's, and you know, to be with the, the kids have come and, you know, we do interact, have interactions. They come home from, you know, and then, and then you go back to work. I mean, it's, they have a real, you know, keep it family oriented and things like that. And then the dinners, you know, it's always a gathering, but, and, and like the drinking, I mean, like, you know, we don't hold back, you know, oh, oh, no, 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 alcohol, you know, I mean, it just, it's, it's a, the drinking, like a, either a sangria, yeah. um, you a know, it's a tata, yeah. and, and so we just, you know, you, you sit, it's not like we're, the kids get drunk or anything, right. it's, but it, it is a different atmosphere where, you know, we do sit, have a sangria, so when you're, you know, when you're legal here, if you're legal, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, you know? we're not like, oh, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> in in a funny way, and you know, again, with I, having a lot of international family myself, that was like one of those things that like drinking was not like this. It, you know, it was obviously you're not getting drunk at 12 years old or anything like that, but it wasn't like such a taboo. And I sometimes wonder if. And this, now I'm getting on my soapbox, folks. Uh, I sometimes wonder if we struggle with drinking in American culture because there's like this weird like barrier that's so rigid. You're like, you cannot touch this thing until you're 21. And then you just pull the floodgates back. Yeah. And then if you're susceptible to imbibing too often, maybe that doesn't play well. I start, I wonder about that a lot. I, you know, I'm not... Not doing any research here, but because at fifteen in Spain, I mean, you, you and then fifteen I, in uh, in Mexico. Mex Mexico, I mean, it, it you know, uh, you know, they serve you. I mean, it's yeah. You know. I come from a very um, me very Catholic his Mexican um, background, and I yeah, like drinking is just like a big part of the basically the religion and the whole country. And, you know, I've been having little sips of. Wine, wine, and alcohol since I was like yeah, fourteen and all that. Second you know? grade, because yes. that's when you do your communion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, so you when you do our communion, you start yeah, taking do the communion in second grade, that, and so we're sipping. Build that tolerance, you know. Yeah. Well, right, <laughs> got to be prepared for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. family events. Yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> that high tolerance. Back to the family events when Mexicans cook. You know, they don't cook for themselves; they cook for the entire family. Yeah, right. You, you never Even see the neighbor yeah. down the street. Neighbor down the street, you get everyone involved. As the I am the neighbor down the street for the Gutierrez family on my street, and I think actually, well, that'll be a fun plug because you'll meet him later or before, depending on how I edit this whole episode together. <laughs> uh, but I always loved that about that. And when I first moved to the neighborhood I'm in right now, um, they have like a small bodega that they run mm -hmm. now. Uh, but it was just that beautiful thing where I was walking the dog one night and they were doing like a big shrimp thing. And they're like, hey, do you like shrimp? And I didn't know them yet, right? Like I'd gone to the store a couple times, but like, you know, I'm personable and fun. But I, you know, it was that thing where I was like, oh, I didn't realize we were friends yet kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it was A, first off, some of the most delicious shrimp I've ever eaten in my entire yeah. life had this beautiful spice. I mean, it's just a lot of flavors happening. It, it made my day. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, another thing that U.S. culture could really learn to pick up from others is this kind of community aspect to eating, right? And it's it's a beautiful thing. Like, do you know how much stuff I've tried of like Mexican foods in the last two years since I've, you know, I've been to that place longer than that. But really, once I got close, it's crazy. There's stuff I'm just like, Every time I'm, they, you know, now they know not to even ask me, like, do you want to? I'm like, dude, dude if you think it's worth my time, I'm 100% in. If it's terrible, don't let me have it, right? Don't let me have powder or chata. Let me have the good stuff. Mm. Well, it's an know? insult. It's an insult. If I mean, it, for us, I mean, if you come over, you got to eat. Right. Like, I mean, people would come over. The, it's like, oh, no, thank you. 
what? Right. You're not eating? What's wrong with you? You know, what's wrong with you? Why are you, you not walk eating? into my house, you're yeah. getting stuck. You're getting Perfect. stuck from your yeah. mouth hole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what I've always said, the biggest uh, compliment you can always tell a Mexican is compliment their food. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, mostly well-deserved. And it's like the big, the, the happiest thing you can make someone, a Mexican person's like, I like your cooking or I like your mom's cooking. You'll make, you'll make their day, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's they, 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 yeah, they want to, they, they, you know, food is like, you know, they want to definitely, you know, share and, and, and I mean, even, you know, compartir. Exactly. Uh, I, uh, I don't even know, uh, compartir, um, but to, they really, the bring, the more the merrier. Okay. Um, to go ahead and, and have, and, and, and have that group of, you know, we don't eat alone. Right. I mean, and, and, and we do eat, we like to have, you know, and when it's time to eat, mm -hmm. it's time. You, you better be there at, at dinner, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, like for my kids, I used to, uh, you know, ring the bell. Everybody <laughs> got the kick out of ringing the bell. But yeah. I ring the bell because they knew wherever they were, the, you know, wherever they're at. Yeah. They better f come home because it's time for dinner. And if they want to eat, they're going to eat, you know? That's so cool. Uh, I remember when you told me that um, Jungle kind of wanted to taste my mom's food. Yes. Just like you said, just Jungle. My mom immediately jumped to the opportunity and was like, I'm making a whole batch of pozole yeah. <laughs> for like everyone in the office. And I'm like, I was like, Mom, are you sure you want to make And she was like, yes, absolutely. And I was like, Screw it, why not? That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. We walked in there. It made my day. Yeah, I know, right? Thank um, you again. I'm gonna keep thanking her. Now I know you really like me. I mean, I was genuine the whole time, but now I'm like, see. Um, but yeah, she she was like, I'm gonna buy some which is like we'll make everyone make it for everyone in the whole office. And everyone did it, and everyone loved it, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's I was something I was kicking around before we jumped in here was the idea of doing like I kind of wanted to touch on the difference we you mentioned before about like kind of catering to like the American Mexican food, mm -hmm. and in my in my maybe uh, short sighted version of this is it's I feel like American Mexican food takes like in, a bit of inspiration from the real thing, and then they're like, but what if we covered it in cheese, sour cream, and pretty much destroyed every <laughs> aspect of the flavor, any potential spice in there. Uh, so I wanted to ask, really, is there is there a certain dish that you see show up that is like a Mexican dish? I'm putting Mexican in quotes. Mm -hmm. That is just so wildly incorrect that you know what I mean. That we would have that you'd be that you know that you might see somewhere you're like, oh, we definitely don't eat this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, oh, is that is that too too much of an oddball question? No, I'm just no. trying to think because I don't really go to Mexican restaurants that yeah. often because, you know, right. I, yeah. I would go to and one and then my mom's like, I can make it better. And I'm like, you can't. But I just want to, you know, go to a Mexican restaurant sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'll go with my friends that in I'd be like, and the, because they'll be like, OK, this is the, it's like we order through the back way. Yeah. We don't mm -hmm. order what's on the menu. Right. We order the back way. Yeah. And I'm uh, in the club. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. It's like, OK. Let me have this, 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 and it's like, oh no, whatever she said. <laughs> yeah, every, every Mexican knows like a Mexican store owner, and they get like the good stuff. You know, they're like, yeah. hey, is Ramirez there? You know what I mean? Is Raúl there or something? And yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, to go behind the scenes, and, and it's like, well, well like the rice. I mean, the rice. I don't. Uh, that's something I'm not. Fond of when they, they add so many onions. When I go to a Mexican restaurant it's, and it's like they add so many onions, it's I'm like the, 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 the carne asada. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I'm not a big when I go to a Mexican restaurant, that's like the last thing I get is like 
carne asada, fajitas. I don't really eat fajitas outside of Mexican restaurants, no. really. Right. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons <coughs> that you said. Uh, it's like, mm, I don't really eat fajitas. Um, but yeah, like carne asada usually is like really thick and overcooked and all that. Right. And carne asada, it's like skirt steak. You got to be really thin. You throw it on the yeah. on the, on the the grill right. with chimchurri, you know? Yep. Um, for like maybe like a minute or two, and then you eat it like that. You know? Yeah. It's great. Get the hot sear. It's perfect. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah see, we cook with a lot of flavor and everything, and I think that sometimes, it, okay, we hold back on the on the uh, you know, oh, the well, exotic flavor, yeah, the yeah. exotic flavor because oh, that might be a little too much, right? For you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, it's the bringing all those flavors together. Just it's just it's an explosion, you know, in your mouth the, when you're like, oh yeah, you know. And I it's think great. the first time I and I think it was Sergio that did this for me, but. Uh, hit me with a mango and with tahini on it. And I was ah, just like, yeah. why didn't anybody tell me about this? They're yeah. like, well, you're white, dude. So I'll make it. Yeah. We just kind of assumed you weren't. Well, it's no, yeah. like salad. Just the simple yeah, salad. salad you yeah, salad. Yeah. I mean, okay. instead of drowning it, I know my, like my son, he, he's like, please don't drown it in dressing, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and then, but that tahini, I mean, we, we, that tahini is we add it to our beer, other, like yeah, micheladas. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, that's like a... And I remember you and I were talking off air about the, the dessert spot in town that was doing like frozen Oh, like mangoladas yeah. and like other stuff like that. Like a mangolada is great. There's this great, uh, like it's a small Mexican uh, ice cream store down in like Springdale. Yes. Oh, so good. You walk in there and it's like a, it's like a, like a deli, but like for ice cream, you walk in there and there's someone yelling at you in Spanish, like, oh, I could get his amigo que está haciendo pasando. And you're like, you get overwhelmed. And yeah. like, I get overwhelmed. And I, I know Spanish, so I don't know how, there's not a lot of American people there, but I wish there was like, I want more American people to try and like, you know. Well, here's what I'll promise, because I know we talked about maybe doing it for this episode, but I think mm -hmm. we ran out of time. But I think we should go visit them. Absolutely. And we should test it out. And then yes. hopefully all of you watching out there will be less. I, I'm kind of hoping that I can just be the liaison into other cultures for people. Mm -hmm. Like, you you don't need to be afraid of this. And yeah. that's where we're bringing in, uh, like, Andy's cakes. I mean. Yeah. Oh, cool. Talk to me about that, because yeah. I just saw you were putting some of those out, right? Yes, I was just put, putting some out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, so Andy Cakes is, like, a very... Uh, sorry. Okay. No, you're both uh, excited. I'm, like, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the passion wrangler. Get excited. I love That's what this I, is all about. Because I know the uh, the business Yeah, because you do the business oh, cool. very well. Yeah, yeah, I was the one that was like, hey, sell these cakes. They're really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know the owner, and they're really sweet and all that. And they've been making cakes outside the bakery for like a while, and they started their own restaurant. So it's like a local, uh, you know, woman of color owned restaurant. And I'm like, you really need to, I really want as much business for you because i want you to you know we need more women of color own businesses yeah. and all that and i'm really glad that jungle gyms decided to sell some of the products because they're really good we have tres leches cake oh. uh, he sampled it and he's flan. like this is yeah. yeah this is great and yeah. i love that jungle's always excited about that so he's like this is a great product babe yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. it was like yeah, I love, I, man he always just makes me so happy he was he was so scared to try it he was he, not he was like intrigued but it was like right why is it why is this cake dripping milk? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the, the, the milkier like the yeah. better. Yeah, exactly. It's the drizzle. I mean, it's, it's oh, the yeah. tres leches, the drizzle. You know, that that's the thing about the Mexican. There's the, yeah. there's like, because there's, each country has their own version of tres leches. Yeah. Oh. So I'm, 
don't do any of the drizzle. Okay. And the mixing is more of the drizzle to make sure it's very moist. Yeah. Gotta get that, which is it's a turn off for a lot of people. And like, I want my it cake should dry. be it's, yeah. uh, again. Uh, but uh, I, I I hate to keep throwing them uh, too. But like the first time I tried it too, mm-hmm. it was like I was just excited. You know, mm-hmm. again, you I hadn't seen a lot of international food in the Midwest mm-hmm. the whole time I'd been here. Right. I feel like in the last maybe ten years, you've had this kind of like a overall food explosion of just that people and are now like interested in food, but then you just didn't have these kinds of things now you know being up north you know in close to new york new jersey and stuff we had a lot more culture there relatively speaking at least right so you got to try those things but it was like that thing where i was there i left just too early enough to like know what to ask for kind of a thing and then it's like oh so trying it the first time I had the exact opposite response. I was like, oh, I want the, the milky one. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's simple. I'm looking at it like this. Obviously, it's supposed to be in there. Yeah. And if you all say it's good, I'm at least going to try it. And yeah. yeah, maybe I won't like it. I have this whole thing, and I may have said this on the show before, but it drives me crazy when people won't try new things because I'm just like, you're talking like a split second of your life at worst that you just didn't like. You're like, ah, oh! and then you yeah. just spit it out, and it's over, and you never have to do it again, you know? I, but I'm just like it's cake. Like I, I even if it's wet cake, why are we upset about that? Soggy cake. A pie is wet cake, and one of my friends just got excited that I said that. On the <laughs> well, um, in Asia, it's funny because you cannot. It's rude to ask um, before you, you know, try something. So what is this? Oh no 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 no! no. Try first. Then. You try first, and then you like. You shut your so mouth and stick I, it in your mouth. Yeah, you know? and right. then you're like. So what did I just eat? Oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I just had. Okay, right. but you you try it. So there's it's no, always uni when it's yeah. an Asian culture for me, and I'm like, oh, that was a not pleasing texture. The taste it's was a okay. different texture. Yeah, it was very. I was like, oh, interesting fish toothpaste. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I just ate. Okay, <laughs> interesting. But still kind of good. But she, we have like three, uh, six or six different uh, variations that mm-hmm. we have been bringing in from Andy's cake. It's uh, tres leches, which whether it be uh, the pineapple coconut, uh, the, uh, the the uh, the peach, the strawberry, and and then there's uh, choco flan. The choco flan. That's my mom's favorite. Which is oh, a I really recommend that. Yes. Okay. The regular custard. Yeah. Flan, so it's like flan, cho- chocolate cake in the bottom, which is oh like my god, great combo. Yeah, I'm it's correct. my favorite. That's a, okay. I'm yeah. going to say it again. That's a dream I didn't know I had. Yeah. 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 So it's a flan with chocolate cake on it. So. Straight. Whoa. Okay. Is that back in the refrigerated area? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the ones keep it that cool. we have in the front for the Discover mm-hmm. are three items that are specifically for Me- the Mexico sure. uh, celebration, and uh, which is the 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 cookie, the cinnamon cookies, mm-hmm. and uh, the um, the like a margarita okay. type of cupcake, and and because we we want to make sure you know just for them to try. So the other tres leches and the flan and the custard flan that's more in the cooler section. Oh, that's really cool. I'm excited about that too. Uh, you know, I think you about discovers this is not directly food related but i did want to ask pinatas and we got the pinata stick now yes all right so the pinatas are a real thing that's like not that's not been because again i feel like that's one i'm trying to view this from i how many things did uh like u.s or just anglo culture adopt and then change you know so in mexico they i mean they go i mean you should see some of the piñatas we love piñatas uh, uh, mexico yeah. i'm like oh my goodness great i mean when you're at a we party love <laughs> we love we love yeah. beating the and crap out of something one at a party 
we're talking, there could be a whole row of piñatas and, and what they do, and then, like, different uh, age groups. Yeah. And even adults. Yeah. Chime in. Yeah. The adults, the ones for the adults have little things to fill, or, you know, fill in, and, uh, you know, but the the candy, but even the candies that, that we bring in have the adults go crazy over it yeah. as well, you know, because it's not just, you know, it's not the... The, the typical chicle or which is the gum mm-hmm. um, and and it's it's an array of all the the the, the chili and things like that yeah like the, all the piñatas that like the real authentic mexican piñatas are like they have these like fun little designs on them that you can't really see anywhere else there's like weird animals that you can't like that kind of looks like a dog bear thing i'm going to beat it opening <laughs> Yeah. Eat its insides, yeah. Yeah. which oh, is what it's amazing because yeah. we sell like the premixes and all that, so you don't have to like buy all the candies separately. You can just oh, buy them. The, yeah, I was gonna ask the that. Bags. So. Yeah, and a lot of people yeah. are like, "Oh, so it doesn't come in pre-filled?" I'm like, "No, you gotta fill it yourself fill with yourself. anything you want." So you can pick your your whatever. Yeah. So if you don't want that, the Mexican candy, and <laughs> you want you know the typical wanna... starburst or something <laughs> well, like right, that, right? Exactly. You can I'm go. filling mine yeah, with nacho yeah. cheese out of the cans. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> just just for the all photos. the cheeses. You so gotta use the 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 pinata beating stick, which we now sell because it's like a decorative stick. You know, um, you gotta use that. You know, you could. Like Monica said, you, you, you can use a bat, bat or but something else, but it's... We have you, the pretty, you know. And they were pretty affordable, too. They were only a couple bucks, I think, right? Yeah, they're the only a Yeah, I'm like, why not? Yeah. I, and if nothing else, it doubles as a fun baton. It's getting close right. to parade yeah. season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm Eating that. stick for other things? Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> But yeah, so they, yeah, so the piñata, I mean, they, they, they really, uh, piñatas is a celebration and it, it, it works as a decorations. Um, you go to some restaurants and so they have piñatas, you know, because it's, yeah. it serves as a decorations as well as a very festive. And I mean, whether they're, it's a birthdays or, or holiday, weddings or everything. I mean, the weddings. It's fun they for have, kids and very yeah. drunk adults. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, even have their adults. weddings because it's, it's like something hitting here, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this, a, this is making rage rooms now. I'm like, this yeah. just seems like a way more fun version. Exactly. And you get candy at the end. The rage room I went to did not give me candy. They just asked for their suit back. <laughs> the euphoria you get when you when you crack one open. Yeah. It's it's unimaginable. Yeah. Like you because you sometimes you blindfold them and sometimes you don't, but. Getting that final blow on that weird bear dog thing, it's just amazing. It's the Canis greatest thing. major. Yeah, I'm yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, and, and, and I feel then, like blindfolding is the move. I'm sorry. The, the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and, the, and, and, and I know that, you know, maybe at, at Christmas, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Interesting. I had no idea about that. It's, but for the same reasons, right? It's just... You know, there's not like any holiday specific reason to it. It's just sort of like this is an item that we use at celebration time. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You want to beat the crap out of a thing that yeah. we don't know? Okay. Do you have yeah? Do you have aggressive <laughs> feelings about unicorns? Well, there you go. Take it out for you. That is amazing. Well, as we as we wrap on this, what is there anything that you would like? <laughs> this sounds so silly to say, but uh, what's something that you think you would? really impress on the audience as far as how we as U.S. or white people view Mexican culture slash Cinco de Mayo in this case? Is there anything that like sticks out to you that you're like, you're doing it wrong? Well, you know, I I don't find it offensive, but I always like when a lot of people are like, oh, Cinco de Mayo, I just get to get drunk and all that. It's Mexico Independence Day. I'm like, 
do a little research. Uh, you know, it's not Mexico's Independence Day. You know, uh, I like to gaslight people sometimes <laughs> uh, and tell them like, "Oh, Cinco de Mayo is when this like big mayonnaise factory, you know, sunk on a sinkhole." Oh, that makes perfect. Yeah, yeah and a bunch of kids dying or whatever. You know. right. It was just weird that they were employing children at the mayonnaise factory. It, in was, story. it was back when you know, back in the day, back in the day, two thousand four. Back in the day, but yeah, I like to. Like, maybe go support a, you know, local Mexican grocery store, you know? They they don't, they don't love, you know, seeing, like, other cultures there. Don't be intimidated by all the, the weird flavors and the weird stuff. And I that's agree. sometimes what they think, because they always, you, you can say, you know, they get a pleasure. You can maybe, you know, uh, if you say, let's say frijoles, you know, mm-hmm. frijoles, you know, if you don't say it right... It's they don't take offense to it. No. They're like, okay, they'll come over to you yeah. and go frijoles, you know, oh. and they they show you, and they don't take you know like, um, you know, some countries might like you're back, you know, you're you're chopping up my language, you know, that's right. not how you, but no, we're like, oh, we love it that you you got you know you try and everything, right. and then you're you like showing it, an yeah, interest yeah. in your exactly. culture, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. what I this love should really when, be about. when customers come up to me and they're like, what is this? And I like I love explaining to them as long as they're like and you know they, as long as they're interested yeah, they're in it it's like oh that's disgusting I don't want to try that then screw off whatever right yeah. <laughs> um, but if they're like really interested I love I just love telling I love when people come up to me like what is this oh you know how to do this and whatever like that come up to me dude I love doing that do you yeah. have a go to item that you recommend to people frequently uh, I usually now that we got the flans I go to that because okay. that's yeah. like the people love the chocolate flan I'm like literally as soon as I hit stop on the recording <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go. No, today. yeah, it depends. I, I'll usually ask people, like, what are you looking for? Like, you want, a, like, a Mexican soda? You know, we got some Mexican Fantas. They, oh, they, that reminds they, me. They, yeah. They're adobos. They, they, yeah, the adobos. Just, like, they question, they get, like, which adobos? Because you have such a, a selection mm-hmm. to choose from. Yeah. Adobos is a seasoning and in the, in the choto. And the yeah. script, they always go, um, they're always, like, they're coming and looking for, you know. Okay, so it. it's really, you know, los duros. Yeah, los duros. Yeah, los we, duros. we had success with those on TikTok the other day. Oh, oh yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah. I did a quick hack. I didn't realize that you could actually microwave them in a pinch. Beautiful. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm Mexican. I use duros all my life. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I, do you this. Can, you, you can, can microwave, microwave them. Oh, I mean, they're not, don't get me wrong. No, yeah. They're still better fried, for sure. But... But my like, mom found it sacrilegious. I'm like, don't get that out the microwave. Yeah. I know. No, Mark told me. Here's the thing is that it, it, what it was frustrating, the only negatives to it, and uh, that's me saying, go watch our TikToks. <laughs> um, Jungle Gym's Market. Um, they it, The seasoning doesn't stick very well because, you know, like the oil, when you're actually yeah. cooking it, obviously creates something that for it to stick to. So I was kind of like, all right, I need to like spritz it with water or something, then hit it with the seasoning. But oh my gosh, what a simple, easy snack that way too. Yeah. Well, like the pigskin, I found, uh, oh, something yeah. like that you could um, you can microwave as well, but um, you know, but I was like, oh, oh, this is it tastes different. It tastes all right. It's like yeah. pop- popcorn, right? You know, you know that you can uh, the the and I was like, oh, but they have the you know the the ver- you know if you wanted to pop it, you know, so it's 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 the shelf life is longer, yeah, and you can pop it, but it's always different when you do it in the microwave. Sure, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like I try to stay away from the microwave, but every so often, it's easy here. Yeah, it's like it, the it only place easy. in my life it I really have a here. microwave. 
Yeah. Stupid well, stuff. There's so, so, so many to choose from. You know, yeah, like no. you said, to getting like, instead of just getting the quick powder, like for hot chocolate or something, yeah. to actually get like mi abuelita. The, yeah, like mi abuelita. Hot the chocolate. Bars. The Mexican hot chocolate is so yeah. good. It comes and with different spices and all that. Yeah. And uh, I love recommending people um, tamarind candy. Yes. Because I was so glad because you guys just had me try that recently. And I was yeah. hoping as, as part of Tamarind Awareness <laughs> Month. Uh, and yeah. so you can have it, the natural fruit. We sell it fresh. Oh, yeah, we sell the fresh ones. We sell like the sweetened ones, which is like the in, in box form. We just take it out eat it. It's so good. Tamarind candy is so popular in Mexico. The spicy, not spicy. It's so it's such a. Very specific flavor that you can only have it like that time. We saw tamarind soda. Um, not a big fan of that, but you know. No, it doesn't play as well. Own. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> play as well in soda. I remember one of the first times I ever tried it was in a margarita. I was like, this doesn't work this what way. What the heck? And then I tried it again and I was like, okay, I, I was right in my original assumption that I was like, oh, maybe, probably, again, it probably comes out of a concentrate bottle. So that's totally different. You yeah, know? yeah, but like, there's this like tamarind candy where um, it's just, it comes in like in a ceramic boot. And they're like, okay. try this. And I went up to my friend and I was like, try this. And, it, you know, you stick your spoon in it and it's like, you're eating this like black tar out of a boot. And I'm like, this is, this is good. And then it's like, yes, it's great. You lick that boot clean. Right. That's. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Got a lot of good quotes out of you on this one. Yeah. Yeah. You lick that boot clean. You lick that like, boot right, clean. Partner. <laughs> oh no, black tar coming out of there. Yeah, drink uh, any type of format. Any uh, and what's candy. the name of the apple soda, by the way, that we were talking about before? Ah, yeah. I love that so much, and I want people to try it. The jarrito. Cidral? Cidral. Cidral. I don't want to, like, offend all the, like... You know, all the, the it's okay. You just natives. have to say I'm trying, and then yeah, they, I'm they... trying. Okay, I, I, I'm kind of a no sabe for all those Mexican people that know what that means. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's like cidral. It's like a, it's got like an apple thing to it. Yeah, um, it, it, and I think the reason I wanted to bring this up is that it was another one of those ones that I avoided in the store. You know, we were talking about the uh, the jaritos earlier. That it. Um, it's very clearly labeled. It's pineapple soda. It's mm. guava soda. It's like, okay. Uh, so you'll see that show up in like white hands often. But that was one that, again, I had to have like my hand held to try it. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite beverages now. It's got oh, a so really good. refreshing apple taste. And uh, you yes. and I were joking off air, Ozzy, that uh, it didn't really... It doesn't really look like an apple soda. They, they it, like if you really look at it, yeah. it's like oh yeah, there's an apple on the package, but it just sort of looks like brown soda. Mm, brown it's almost soda. got kind of a cola look to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can encourage you to try one thing out of the many things we talked about today, that's a really good gateway, uh, gateway drug, as it were. Yeah. You know, dive in. That's our mother. That's the whole point said, of discoveries. And, yeah. And you said, and you, you mentioned how we, in the Midwest mm -hmm. and that. Like it, that, it's cha been changing. Sure. Like I mean, the you know the everybody seems to have a, a, a you know passion now for mangos. Yeah. You know, mangos. There's different variations yeah. of mangos, and that you can see in our fresh produce, we yeah. have the the we have the ones that come from Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, aguacate. Aguacate is two different kinds mm -hmm. of aguacate. Uh, the Caribbean has more of a bigger version of aguacate. And Mexico has, you know, and the more... The, the has avocado. Yeah. Okay, I, I was going to say, I was like, can you say that word one more time so I make sure I know what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> the avocado. Yeah, exactly. Avocado. The, uh, the avocado. Uh, avocado, <laughs> <there you go. laughs> Yeah, that has grown an insane popularity, but... 
We, yeah, again, and we that's do all avocado popular. episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, people now are willing to try guacamole for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, exactly. Tres right. uh, leches cake, like I told you. Like, like um, I'm really glad um, a lot of more American people are willing to try more of this stuff because not only does it, like, expand their culture and expand their horizons of taste, but, like, it gives opportunity for local business owners. Like I told you, like, 10 years ago, a woman of color-owned bakery, Mexican bakery, you probably wouldn't... It, it wouldn't be a success, but now she's... Yeah. You know, yeah. she's getting orders from jungle gyms and people are buying it. You yeah. know, we're selling off the shelves and it's great. I love that. Yeah. And the more we let people try this like Mexican stuff that looks kind of like, I don't want to try the brown sauce. You right. know, the more you try this brown sauce, the more it, it impacts the culture. That's you why know? we did the mole stout. Exactly. Seriously, we were like, what should we do? And we're like, for the road to the jungle beer, we're like, get a little interesting with it and you know what was great is we were i think there was a little trepidation at first because they're like oh that's a bit of a wild swing early in the game early (laughs) in the series uh and it went really well and it sold i think i you know i obviously can't speak to their expectations but from what i was anticipating seeing versus what i saw happen as far as like supplies it looked like it went even better than anticipated so i'm hoping that that's again another way that you can just keep opening people's eyes and their horizons it's beautiful yeah Yeah. i've learned a ton today and i'm hoping you all learned a ton as well but it's the whole point of this and I'm hoping that everybody comes in and tries a bunch of new stuff because mm-hmm. we've got it accessible to them. It'll be on display all month. And of course, as I always try to bring up in these things, like I did last week with Taiwan, uh, even if it's not discoveries, you just go back to that section. We got all kinds of people. You can grab people like Monica and Ozzy, and they'll help you navigate this yes. landscape. It's a beautiful thing. It's probably one of the best parts about Jungle Gyms. Mm-hmm. I think, anyway. Well, this has been a pleasure today. I'm yeah, so glad you all yeah, came out. Thank, thank you for, for your time. Yeah, I look forward to the future. And uh, and that I'm gonna go get that chocolate cake flan combo. And uh, yeah, chocolate, chocolate flan. flan. And flan. I'm thinking about uh, fresh horchata. It's gonna be a sugar filled weekend. Looking forward to my impending <laughs> <Yeah>. doom. <laughs> thank you all. Seriously, thank I know you. Wrong. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Monica and Ozzy, for joining me today and talking to me all about your culture, your food, and all of the wonderful items that we carry conveniently right here at Jungle Gyms. Pretty exciting. Now, speaking of food, I happened to find out about this restaurant close by us in neighboring northern Kentucky. They've been getting out all of these best new restaurants in the country list for their incredible authentic tacos, and I figured... Let's take a trip down to Oya in Covington, Kentucky and meet Sergio Gutierrez to tell us a little bit more about Mexican culture and food and other things. But probably just the first two. Well, everyone, I'll look at my camera real fast. I'm down here at Oya in Covington with my friend Sergio Gutierrez. Sergio, what's up, man? Not much, man. Getting prepared for the big weekend. Yeah, well, so, you know, we're doing our, this month in the store, we're doing Discover Mexico. So, obviously, I thought this made sense. You're conveniently located very close to me. And, I mean, you're killing it right now on the restaurant game. I mean, tell me a little bit about Oya and what's going on down here. So, um, it's been a little crazy, man. It all kind of started, you know, as a little dream of ours, starting at my dad's uh, store. And then it's just like, it's been getting better and better. And... um, one of the biggest things that I want to let people know is like the reason why we chose the name of the, the restaurant was mm-hmm. because like so Oya translates to a cooking pot. OK. And my thought behind everything was that when we first started the store, our main goal was to like, you know, focus on the Hispanic community. 
Well, at first it was me the Mexican community because like we're Mexican, right? But when right. we came here and started seeing the type of Hispanic people that were here, it wasn't just Mexicans. So it was a like a bigger crowd. So we had a lot of Central American people, mainly from Guatemala though. So we quickly had to start learning and adapting to what a lot of like to what they needed, you know? They use a lot of the similar stuff that we do, but obviously you're gonna go with the brands that you know. Sure. So then we quickly like started realizing that it wasn't just all about Mexicans, you know? Cause so then we started getting American people in the store. We started to get like all types of different people in the store. So it was like, it was like we were creating our own, our own melting pot. So that's why the name of the uh, restaurant is Oya. Cause like we've literally created a melting pot of people here. Cause not only do I have like the Hispanic people coming in here. I have American, I have all types of people coming in here. And it's like, it's, it's really good to see that, that I was able to create, you know, something that was just a, a dream of ours. And then now we're like making it a reality. Yeah, you're manifesting that shit, dude. I love yeah, it. Like, man. that's so cool. And again, congratulations. I know I've said it a billion times, but I'll say it while cameras are rolling too, yeah. so you know Thank it's you, real I appreciate now. It. No, dude, you're a good guy. Like, you're out here creating like really authentic cuisine, which is why, you know, a big part of this episode for me was that I was hoping I could meet people like yourself, obviously. Well, not that I didn't know you, but <laughs> that we could dive in a little bit and maybe dispel some of the rumors. And, you know, in doing my first interview on this, I learned a lot about Puebla. And then when we were setting up today, you told me that's where you're from. Yeah. I had no idea, man. Like, and I know they talked about it a little bit, but like, give me your perspective on Puebla. And I guess in turn, Cinco de Mayo. So the funny thing is, is like, so I was born here mm -hmm. and then I was raised in Mexico. And when I lived in Mexico, I lived in Valle de Chalco, which is close to the city. Mm -hmm. But then uh, I ended up moving to Puebla with my grandparents for four years. So when we were out there, we were from this little town called Ashutla, Puebla. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because like being in the city, yeah, you go to school and you learn, but like you're learning, I guess, like textbook stuff, you know, like right. modern stuff. Like when I went to, to, our small, to my grandparents' town, that's where my dad's from. And my mom's actually from Puebla as well. She's from a town that's like an hour away from Mount from my dad. So we're, I'm, we're originally from there, right? Mm -hmm. But what I really liked about going out there, man, is like the culture The I feel like the, the more you're in the city, the more like the culture gets lost. And over there, like a lot of the stuff is still like back in the day, like your grandparents are telling you stories about why things are this way or why certain things work the way they do. For like, for example, it's like in my town, my grandma, she's known for her mole. Mole is a big thing in, in Mexico, especially in Puebla, because that's where it originated at. Right. And um, it's crazy, man, to see a whole bunch of people come together just to eat. Like, especially, like, traditionally, they do mole for weddings. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so my grandma, like, we had to buy her big old freezers because she is, like, in business selling mole. Like, that's anytime cool. there's a wedding that's the lady they go to for their mole. So it's, it's been a really big like opportunity to be out there and really like 
learn where I come from. You know, it's it's it's, yeah. it's a neat place. Man. A lot of people I don't think really get to do that, and I think that maybe at least that maybe that's more of an American thing because well, overall the country's just so much newer, right? You know, overall if you're looking at we're like we're 200 years old, so there's not a whole lot. It's like how far back can you go? Two layers, you know. And I feel like because of that, we in America kind of lose some of the oral traditions. So I love your take on that too. That yeah, it's like not that there's nothing to be learned from the modern stuff, but there's two real sets of knowledge here and it's something a lot of it can only be passed down in that like you yeah. know person to person way and that and like i said like so that's where a lot of our cooking imagination comes from cool because my grandma like in mexico it's it's set up to where like you know their standards like the woman cooks the the man goes to work right but it's come into where like it's getting modernized because like you know it's it's, it's Things got to get better. Right. You know? Times change. All Times that change. Stuff. Yeah. So then when I was out there, my grandma was like, bro, you got to come help us do this. Like in Mexico, the way we would do, like do our tortillas, we call it nistamal. Okay. So it's like you got to let corn soak in this water and this uh, powder. They, it's called cal. I don't know what it's called in English, but okay. they put that. It softens up the corn. Huh. Then you take it. We would have to carry Well, I'd have to carry it. Right. Carry it. <laughs> Take it to the Molino, which is, they have a, I don't even know what it's called, a grinder. Okay. And like literally every morning, all the old ladies and like the girls go to the Molino to get their corn mashed up into masa so they can make tortillas. No kidding. So like that's the tradition that we do over there. And then like we have like the white corn and we also do the, the blue corn. Oh, cool. So it's, it, it's neat to see stuff like that still because it's like, all these ladies, you know, I was the with my grandma, so I'm right. like, all these ladies there and they're talking about cooking and all this stuff. So it was always just been around it. And then my grandma, like, I kind of did fall into my grandma's wing. So we would help her make the mole. We'd help her do all the cooking. So it's like, we kind of grew up around it. Yeah. And then coming here, I started seeing like most of the people in the kitchen are men. And that was kind of weird to me because I'm used to seeing like the women in the kitchen. Right. So, you know, it was all a learning experience. So then it's like, once I figured out that I actually liked cooking and that that was like a passion of mine, dude, it, it's been really fun. Cause That's like, so you cool. know, like artists, they're really creative and yeah. you know, and you can do the same thing with food. So that's, that's where like a lot of that stuff comes from. Dude, I, th I talk about it every so often where it's, yeah, food is another art form, even if I, you know, I think there, I think the public is kind of coming around to that idea is like food has kind of become this like cool new thing to a lot of people, yeah. which is sort of silly because we all eat and we all enjoy food. And it's kind of one of the things I've had so much fun about on the show already, which is just like, yeah, it's like an exploration of culture. We were talking with one of our guys the other day and it was just like, he was kind of like, I want to share this with you. Like, I want you to want to know about this. And I think that's so cool. So it's like, it's clear to me that you are using this as a passion, like an expression of your passion for doing it. And I think it's the reason why you keep showing up on all these like best in the country lists. I mean, that's crazy, dude. You've been open, what, not even a year yet, right? Yeah, we're going to do our first year, June 1st. That's awesome. And it's, it's been crazy because I literally just sat down and talked to all the staff because like most of the staff are my friends. Yeah. And like we're all around the same age and I kind of just took upon this without like hesitating on it. Like I was like, I'm going to make it work. And the staff has been really great because like I've literally kind of threw them onto this and they've adapted and like 
for, I, I think like for a bunch of kids to get together and do something like this, like it, it means something, you know? And like, it means a lot to me and, and it means a lot to them because like, it, it's a family owned business, you know? Right. And like these people that are coming here to work, they're like family, they're, they're treating this like, and that's why we've been able to be so successful because like we have good people on our team. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a blessing, man. Dude, I'm so happy for you too. It makes it just like you know, and I know we know each other a couple of years now, but just to watch this like happen has been so cool. Yeah, you know? it's, it's it's been a journey, but it, it's fun. Man. I mean, anything worth your time is. It's uh, there's a, ups and downs. It's a little bit of a roller coaster, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm glad to see you're at like the one of the exciting parts of the ride. Yeah, you know. Um, on the food end, are there certain things that you've tried to incorporate to increase or not increase, but rather stay authentic? Right, you know because. I don't want to name names, but there's a, there's definitely a few taco and oh, there's a few taco games in town that are a little less than authentic. I'll say, uh, is there is there something you try to like really strive for in regards to maybe some of the recipes or anything like that? So like, um, yes. So the the thing is with I feel like with Mexican food mm -hmm. is that Mexican food is very simple. Yeah, you know. And a lot of people, when they try to recreate the stuff, they kind of add, well, I mean, it's cool because you're creating your own version of it. Right. It's awesome, but like, it's very simple. You don't need a lot of stuff to make like a taco. It's cilantro and onion. No cheese, no tomatoes. No I'm lettuce. so glad you mentioned no cheese. That's like one of my favorite additions to the authentic taco game. I'm like, America, stop putting cheese on everything. I love it too, <laughs> but we're not doing it right. And also like in Mexico, the tacos are really small and they're double tortilla. Here, you know, the portions are They're supposed to be double tortilla. But for example, like us, we went with the single tortilla right now because like the tortilla that we use is, is kind of hard to get come, come by right now. So it's like dealing with the whole pandemic has been a little hard. So we went, yeah. but I, I initially started doing two tortillas because like that's how it's supposed to be. Right. You know? Is it just to like keep everything together ultimately? Nah, I think that, um, so I, I'm not really sure on this, but I think that just because like, it'll fill you up a little bit more if you do two tortillas. It makes you know? sense. And like, for example, it's like in Mexico, like the portions and stuff are smaller. Like I was just uh, talking to some of my staff and I was telling them like growing up, like eating meat was uh, a, like a luxury. Like we didn't eat meat all, all the time. Really? And, yeah. Cause like, over there, there's like, there's a lot of like the, the, the ground itself gives us a lot of food. Like for example, at my grandparents' house, we have any fruit you can imagine. We have papayas, we have guavas, we oh have gosh. bananas, mangoes, oranges, limes. Like, so a lot of our stuff doesn't revolve around like the meat. And also it's like people down there don't have the resources. Like meat is expensive. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of the reason why, like, when we go to my town, it's crazy. My grandpa's like 80 years old. And this man, when we go out, like, hunting or when we go out to the river and fish and stuff, like, this man can still keep up with us. Like, we get tired before he gets tired. <laughs> so I think it has to do a lot of, like, you know, the way that they eat. But it's been, like, it, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the idea, too, that. Again, in a place where, you know, I, I'm always trying to compare it to U.S. culture where it's like we do a lot of agriculture. We do a lot of growing. But you make such a beautiful point there that, I mean, until recently, I know for me at least, I'm not growing a lot. And I'm not, you know what I mean, not thinking about food that way. 
I think the show and just kind of like, honestly, in a weird way, the pandemic made me rethink food a lot where I'm like, oh, maybe we should actually be thinking in detail constantly about what we're putting in our bodies. That's such a cool point. And man, I just want to now go hang out at your grandma's. Like between the mole and then all the, fr I mean like fresh mango, that sounds like a dream. Dude, so the other thing is it's like for us down there when we eat meat, like now we, we are in a position where we like, now we can eat meat every day, you know? Right. We, we've, uh, my sure. dad, one of the biggest thing that like, I really like appreciate and is everything that like, my dad, you know, my dad left this country when he was 12 years old. Wow. Came here and you know, the risk that it takes to come here as an immigrant, you know, like, he did all that to put us in a position to where, where we're at right now. So that's why that's another reason why, like, my drive to do better every day is because, like, this man took that decision at 12 years old. Right. Like, I don't have an excuse right now. And I, I'm not going to tell you that I, I wasn't, like, lacking or anything before. it. Sure. It takes a while for you to, like, I feel like when you understand where you come from, and what your people have done for you to get to where you're at, you're, you start valuing valuing more of like what really, you know, what's really like important. Yeah. And like that that to me is, is crazy because at 12 years old, I, I could not, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm thinking about what I was doing at 12 years old and I'm like, mm, I don't think I would have been making any useful decisions at all. <laughs> yeah. That's man. so cool. And, and it's, it's just crazy to be able to see like what was, fascinates me about like i guess my life man is that i've gotten to see where i come from and i've gotten to embrace it because like at first when i was here in the states when i first came here it was kind of hard because it was like you had to figure yourself out like i wasn't american enough or even though i'm american because i was born here right but i wasn't american enough and i didn't speak english so i didn't fit in there and i wasn't like i was I, like the hispanic people that were at school when i was going to to school were like Americanized Hispanic. So I didn't fit in with them either. And I was like, it took a while. Yeah. But once you like, you know, once you accept yourself for who you are, dude, everything opens up. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's isn't amazing, it? man. It's amazing. Yeah. One of those lessons I wish you're, how old are you? I'm 26. Okay. Yeah. I knew you were pretty young. I, one of those lessons I wish I learned at your age, it took me, I was like 28 when I had that moment where I was like, oh, that's the key. And my life changed almost overnight. Yeah, so I man. love hearing that too. And what I think is so cool, you talked about just getting to see where you came from and learn all those stuff's hands on. What I think is so wonderful is that you've taken that knowledge and now you're sharing it with all of us, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, I feel like, so my sisters, you know, they didn't have the same opportunity as me to be raised in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So they're like, they're Mexican. Mm -hmm. my, their mom is Mexican. My dad's Mexican. And they're actually from our town too. Oh, cool. So it was kind of crazy that because they were here, they were kind of like, they were ashamed of speaking Spanish. Well, my younger sister, she was kind of like ashamed of speaking Spanish. Like she was ashamed of who she was. And it's Aww. like, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Like, because it's like, like, bro, you, you have something that nobody can take away from you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like most people don't even know, like, where their family came from or don't follow, like, certain, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, cultural things that would be important for them. And then for us, like, we took them to Mexico. We sent them to Mexico. We, sent, we, we took them, like, yo, this is why we do this. Like, our family's Catholic. Like, you know, you can make their own choice on what you want to be. But, like, our family's Catholic. This is why we do this. Like Christmas for us, like 
it's crazy because Christmas for us is more about it's very religious. So we call we have these things called posadas. Okay. And what they do is like for every night that like uh, Mary and Joseph, you know, we're going around asking for them to be able to stay with somebody or something. Yeah. Now, like our, our tradition is to do a posada and a posada is like where whatever house they leave, they literally carry a, uh, a Mary and a Joseph and a baby Jesus from a house to another house. And if it gets to your house, what they do is uh, they have a big celebration. You pray, you sing, they break pinatas and then they give you these like goodie bags. And it's like, it's not even like they give you candy. And it's, it's funny because like, you'll see like loose uh, animal crackers some like uh, sugar cane, an orange. Like it's not really about materialistic things. It's sure. more about being able to enjoy the time with the people that we have. And then like in Mexico, it's like, it's cool, dude, because like some of those kids over there don't have what like, like that good goodie bag for them. It's, it's like a treat. Because yeah. they, they, that's not something that they, they have access to every day, you know? Right. So then the family, whoever's hosting like that party feeds you. They usually do tamales, coffee. So it's it, it's really amazing. Dude. And they do that, I think. Um, I, I'm not exactly how many days it is that they actually do it. Yeah. But the, the biggest night is Noche Buena, which is the 24th. Because okay. here in America, most people celebrate... Christmas, well, 25th. the 25th. For right. us, is the 24th. Cool. So the, when the, in the 24th, it's the biggest party. That's the house that's going to bring out the most pinatas. That's so that's cool. That's going to feed you the best. Like, and it's, it goes back to, like, it's just so amazing to be able to have everybody. We're, like, our town is really small. It might be, like, 400 people there. Oh, wow. So that, those days, you see everybody out. The old ladies, that, like, in Mexico, like, it's crazy because, like, you'll see, like, all the old ladies, they have, like, their, um, Rebozo covering their praying and stuff. And it's just like cool to be able to everybody sit down and yeah. just enjoy the time. You know, it's not about the gifts. It's not about not, it's just about coming together and just celebrating. Man. And that's what I find so fascinating about the culture in general. It's that like all that togetherness, the sense of family, the sense of community. Again, something that we tend to not we kind of, you know, Look, I was one of those people when I first moved to the neighborhood where I was just like kind of isolated, stayed in my apartment, didn't do anything. And then, you know, I, I kind of credit you guys. I may have already said this on this episode, but I think it were, it's worth repeating as we wrap up here. I uh, I think about this time I was walking Morrison around the block and you guys were out doing some delicious shrimp stuff. And I just I'm like walking by and I like kind of knew you guys were not super well yet. And you were just like, hey, you want some shrimp? And it was one of those moments where I was like, they can't be talking to me. And then we just sat around and ate the most delicious shrimp I've ever had in my entire life. And I think that was like such a wonderful thing. It says so much about who you all are. And it, it, again, it was one of those times where for me, it was like, I should open up a little bit more and get a little more involved in the neighborhood. Why not? You know, and it helped change me. So thank you for that too, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a big part of us. It's like, the thing is like, it's not just like my family. It's like the Hispanic people, like that's, that's how they are, man. Like, I think that's great. Um, I took a friend with me this year to Mexico <clears throat> and um, she, I, I told her like, you're gonna, t you're gonna experience something that like, it's gonna be life changing. Like we would go to like older, like uh, like my older family, you know? We'd go and my, my, my aunts are old, man. Like they're like hunchback, like old. Right. <laughs> they get out of their chair and give you their chair. Aw. Like they might, they might not have 
the best materialistic things, but you best believe that they're they're willing to give you whatever they have. I love that. And so and, much. and that's what's been like that's what even helped us you know become successful in business like when my dad started his business the only reason why we came up with the capital for that was because everybody in my family pitched in no questions asked like we were like yo we need to borrow this money and we're gonna pay you back and they're like yo let's do it same thing like my family right now i got a uh they got a store they just got a store in new jersey they got oh, cool. it two years ago they kind of you know were asking us for some we help them so it's it's cool to be able to grow knowing that you have people that will yeah that will back you up on that and i feel like a lot of the time here it's like you want you want to do it on your own or you, right and it's a little like bit you, of, and, and when somebody needs help it's a little of the yeah, can yeah, i put my head no, down yeah yeah no no and the thing is just like it shouldn't be like that it's like if you help me i'm gonna help you and then right. like, let's, let's 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 do this together and that's how it's been and like that's i feel like that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why my family's been able to like be so successful because we're like we really do help each other in whatever we can man. like like if i were to call somebody right now they're like i need help to do something here yeah they, they'd come no that's questions so cool. asked and it's it's amazing to be able to do that yeah. because like not a lot of people have that so true all right i'm calling my family out now i was like i need help with the rest of the shoot you guys could <laughs> Not all right yet, man well sergio as we wrap on this is there anything you would want the audience to know in regards to ways that we are celebrating that you think we should be focusing differently right i know beforehand we were just talking about like cinco de mayo for example it's like kind of become like a drunk holiday for us what would you what would you tell the audience that they should focus on in that regard to be honest it's um well mainly i feel like you know America, the American crowd doesn't really under like know what really happens yeah. that day, which is like, and that the thing is, even half of the Mexican people don't even understand what that day is, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool to be able to see everybody get together. So I, I, I don't really think I have anything negative to say about that sure. in any way. But I think that it's amazing that everybody you know gets together to at least celebrate that day and get together. But just drink more Mexican beer. That's the, okay. And that's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the exact same note I got from one of my coworkers too. He's just like, drink something authentically Mexican. Yeah. He's like, no more blue moon on that day. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> hey, I recommend everybody to check out the Kawamas, the 32 ounce Modelos. Oh yeah. Super nice. I've had a few of those in my time. Since I've known <laughs> and the you. other beer that a lot of people don't know about is Victoria. Stop drinking Pacifico, oh. drink Victoria. Victoria rules. Yeah. 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 You got me hip to so many beverages. It, I, it's kind of funny, like, you know, we've eaten a lot, but like, when I think of how many drinks you've gotten me hip to, the, uh, what is it, the Mundet, Mon, the uh, the apple soda, was it Sidral something? Sidral. Uh, no? Sidral, thank yeah. you. Yeah, my pronunciation was yeah. perfect, as you could tell. <laughs> well, thanks for that, dude. And thanks for the time on this, I appreciate it, bro. Anytime. Man. I wish you the best, man. Thank you, thank you, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. How good does that look? Oh my gosh, I hope that you're all watching this right now getting just as hungry as I am. It looks incredible, doesn't it? The famous quesabiria tacos. We've got all kinds of stuff, fresh cilantro, onions, just like Sergio suggested. You better come check out Oya with me sometime. And that's the show, everyone. Did you learn a lot? Did you learn too much? That doesn't matter. I hope that this is a shared learning experience for us all. So thanks for sticking around and watching the show. Come on out. Like I'm hanging out in the flower area now. What are we calling this? The garden center? There's a lot of names in this building. But come out. I'm in a literal jungle. Get some flowers. 
You can be one of those lovely flowers. I'll be a lovely flower, but I'm not for sale. And on that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.